Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis. Hey, Paul. How's it going? All right, Jack. Hey, you know what day this is? Wednesday. Well, yeah, I mean, today is Wednesday, but do you know what episode this is? 104. And I know you're in marketing now. We're going to just, this is the new horse? It is the new horse. All right, cool. We're going to keep feeding it. Because <laughs> he needs to be fed. That's right. No, no, he's overfed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. PETA. This is uh. Wait, wait, so wait. So it's 104. You want me to do math? Well, I could. you could just do addition. Most people would do division, but I, I'd let you get away with addition. Addition? I don't even know how that works. How many weeks in a year? Yeah, I know. 52. 52. So you would divide 104 by 52. Who's got a calculator? See, I told you. Yeah, it's happening. Yep. Now, two years. Yeah. Two years. And so it seems a little self-serving to congratulate ourselves four episodes later, but you know. We, I didn't make the how many weeks in a year thing. So You know, 100 episodes just means syndication. Right. And I, right. You, you catch us on TBS on Thursdays, right after the Big Bang Theory. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the two years is huge. I mean, I know that we just talked about 100 episodes, but we have a couple voicemails that are left over. Uh, just, yeah. just a couple people. One of them's not very important at all. <laughs> It's probably why you missed our deadline, but <laughs> so yeah, we're, is, we're, that, is that going to make the cut? <laughs> oh, we'll see. He likes a good ribbing. Yeah. So but, anybody out there, once you hear this voicemail, know that uh, my LinkedIn profile will be updated in <laughs> looking for employment. Um, and, and yes, Jack did that all on his own. He edits us himself. So if it's in here that way, it was him. Oh, you're chicken. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, my wife already told me I'm not allowed to get fired. Well, why do you act the way you do? <laughs> I, I try to keep on that line. Right on it. Right on it. See, I just go over it and then run back and yeah. hope that nobody sees me on the other side. <laughs> yeah, see, I It's don't like a quick pre- visit to the upside down. You still think you can play basketball and be quick and maneuver. I know that I can't. So I don't even try to play that like, game. Like of, I, I stick my head into the base of the tree, look around, see that stuff's messed up, and get right back out. Yep, yep. So, but before we get into this episode, I want to go ahead and play these. Uh, we got two voicemails that were really from the 100th episode, but we're going to pretend like they weren't. That's right. All right. This message is for Paul and Jack. This is Chris Tierney calling. As president of Carverlime, I'm really proud of you two, and congratulations on two years. Keep up the good work, guys. We're all rooting for you. Thanks. Hey, Jack, Paul, uh, this is Brian Palmer, uh, CEO of Technology Publishing, and I wanted to congratulate you on two years sort of your podcast series. Uh, you know, JPCL celebrated its 35th anniversary this year, and uh, I know that uh, those kinds of milestones are important. And from uh, one information provider to another, I love what you guys do. It's a great service to the industry, and uh, keep up the great work. And look forward to hearing uh, the next 100 episodes plus. All righty. Thanks and continued success. Bye. Thanks again very much to the president of Carbline, Chris Tierney. And then we also had Brian Palmer, who's the CEO of Technology Publishing Company. Now, 
we'll have to give those two guys a free pass as they are both CEOs or presidents. So they kind of have bigger fish to fry than yeah. this little old podcast. Doesn't mean we can't have a little fun with them. No. And, and th- I think they can appreciate it. Yeah. Now I look forward to the scathing review and JPCL. <laughs> what do they say? There's no such thing as bad publicity? Yes. So I'll take it. Yeah. Because all they'll remember is our ugly faces, nothing that's, else. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to start a series off today where we're going to get a little, I can't even say the word. I think you did earlier. I think you. Shirty. Shirty. We're going to get a little shirty. And I think the bigger picture, you know, now we're, now we're toddlers and we're going to kind of change up a little bit. Maybe what we're, how we're approaching the podcast. Yeah, we're going to try some uh, recommendation-based episodes, and we're going to focus in here on one particular market. Right, and what we're hoping to be able to do is capture a market segment and really get down and dirty with it and, and talk about it and understand it and be able to communicate it better to say, here's really what's going on in this type of an industry. And hopefully we can do this with, with several different industries. You know, Absolutely. So. I, I gave you a clue that we're going to get a little shirty. And if you know, uh, if you're familiar with The Good Place, see, that's just the pop culture left and right with me. See? Apparently I have a problem. Uh, they, they can't cuss in heaven. So they have to uh, come up with alternate words. So maybe we're going to go down the brown road. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean, so before Jack I, gets too deep here. I can't. Deep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, deep in it. We're going to be so full about, of it. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk. <laughs> Next couple of weeks. <laughs> They're just going to keep coming. Yeah. It's the poop joke of Palooza. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about... Palooza? Poopa Palooza. Poopa Palooza. Otherwise known as wastewater. Wastewater treatment. <laughs> and so we're going we're gonna to talk about all the different parts of it. We're going to talk about the types of systems that are in there, what's going on in those systems, and what type of coding systems you need to, to be successful in those environments. And we're going to talk a little bit about the process, too, because it's important to understand the process of purifying that water so that you can make the best coding recommendation for the different segments of those systems. We want to make sure that we're always protecting assets to the best of our ability. So it really is important to understand what is going on in each particular part of the process. And one of the things that you're going to have to keep in mind it will be different in the types of uh, coding systems that you need when you're dealing with industrial waste as opposed to residential or municipal waste. You know, a chemical company is going to have a different set of stuff that they're treating and working on than you have through your normal city's municipality. Sure. So wastewater is used for both, so it could get a little dicey there. I think yeah. mostly we're going to focus on municipal waste, and for the most part... The main difference there will be the chemicals. Yeah. And it's going to be the chemicals that they're using either for neutralization or the tank linings that need to be placed into those services. And a lot of times it's just based on what kind of stuff they make and what do they do. All right. It's that time again. It's everybody's favorite part of the Carbolane Tech Service podcast, or I will say of life. It's bill paying time. Every Everybody likes paying bills, right? Well, you know, something like that. They like having them paid. Lots of money, no money. Anyway. So, every month we bring you a commercial where we talk about one of the Carboline products. And 
This month is a brand new product from Carbolang that we're both very excited about. It's the Plasite 4550 HT. The 4550 HT is a 98% solids Novolac epoxy. One of the great things that we have done with this product, we left the blush out. This is a plurally applied Novolac that truly, like, the application properties are amazing and it cures down to 20F. Another great feature of this product is it has extremely high temperature resistance. Now that's dry temperature resistance. It's resistant up to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. And just in our application work as we were doing it, this product sprays like a dream. It really does. If you have been having challenges with the High Solids Novolac, we highly encourage you to check out the brand new Plasite 4550HT. And so we're going to kind of right now give a really like a 10,000 foot view of the process. And this way, when we get into each individual step, we will be able to talk a little bit more in depth. So it starts when you flush the toilet. Boy, that's not the first time I've heard that, though. What else starts when you flush the know. toilet? I feel like that's always where it's at. Okay, so what we're talking about is collection. And as everybody knows, we use a lot of water in a civilized society. Sure. And, you know, it's funny as we're studying and brushing up on this, because neither one of us are civil engineers. No. So as we look at the process and, and just refresh ourselves, it was really kind of funny because it reminded me pretty much of where the expression S rolls downhill comes from because when you leave the house you are in a um, lateral line that uh, uses gravity to pull the sewage from your house down to the main sewer lateral that also is at a slope right and so one of the things that they like to do that's the free work is when you're using gravity to let it roll down that slope that's the pipes coming out of your house through your main thing your main city lines and all of this is, we're talking about when you're connected to a city sewer system. Correct. And as it goes downhill, it reaches that final point where it just doesn't make any sense to be any deeper, is where we get into the first sort of, let's call it collection and work space. Sure. And that is what we would call the lift station. Right. And are you ready for where it gets its name, how creative it is? We're literally lifting the poop here. Oh, dude, they're coming for like yeah. eight episodes, <laughs> like poop jokes. So these lift stations, those are going to be the things that you see. They're usually going to be, uh, you know, small, small buildings, sometimes just not much more than a concrete sticking a couple of feet up off of the ground. A lot of the work's going to be done like at ground level or just below ground level. And they're, they're literally just moving it to a higher elevation so that then they can start the free workspace again where it's just going downhill. And so it's temporary things. You'll see this a lot in hilly neighborhoods. You'll find these little pump stations or lift houses, um, lift stations. And they're, it's just going to help to move longer distances. Is it like a poop elevator? <laughs> it really is. That, that really is what it is. <laughs> I can't. I'm like He's going to just keep cracking himself no, up this I whole show. I can't help it. Somebody else is out there is going to think I'm funny too. I doubt it. I, I don't know. I got a hard hat if you think I'm funny. <laughs> You can't bribe people for it. Sure you can. <laughs> so anyway, it, obviously the thing that we've left out is we have highly corrosive environments here. It is H2S or hydrogen sulfide is very prevalent 
at this point from from the house all the way to the actual plant. So we need to make sure that we're using chemical protection to protect those assets from that chemical. And we'll get a little bit more into that in next week's episode when we talk about those lift stations and, and the specific chemical concerns and things like that. But know that H2S is the big one and that's yeah. what we're going to deal with there. So then from there, from the lift station, it actually goes to the treatment plant. Correct. So one of the first things that we see as we get to the treatment plants is you're going to have to have some sort of a, of a device that's going to help to remove the large bulk solid particles. Because in a lot of these, especially in the older cities or the older areas, you're going to get a lot of places where uh, street runoff and, and rainwater ends up into these sewer systems. Sometimes it's through breaks in the system. Sometimes it was, it was put together that way. And with that, you're going to get garbage. You're going to get, you know, trash bags, fast food containers, uh, you know, shovels. They find all kinds of yeah, things. You they, name it. If you've wanna... lost it, it probably ended up in a sewer. One of the funny things is, you know, people you see on crime TV shows and stuff like that, they, they throw a gun down a sewer. Well, guess where that goes? It, it, ends, up, it ends up in one of these facilities. And then, uh, so I'm not telling you how to get away with a crime, but if you throw it in a sewer, it's not really gone forever. That's right. Because that is one of the things, as they separate them out, a lot of what they separate ends up just back into a regular garbage dump, a solid yep. waste disposal facility. But the fun stuff, they send to the popo. Yep. And so they will send that weapon off to be analyzed and, and disposed of properly and, and investigated. Because chances are, if it was in a sewer, something bad happened. Yeah. So... In this system, basically, there's going to be several steps, and, and we don't want to get too heavy now because we're going to get heavy into it several episodes down the road, but we're removing solids from the water. The goal is to get back to pure water that can go back into the environment. So the first, as you can imagine, there are several steps along the way to remove the solid waste. The first being a bar screen. And then it's going to go into a settling tank. And from a settling tank, then it goes into a clarifier. And then it goes into another clarifier. And then eventually, uh, then a decontaminant area, and then back out into the river. Yeah. And really, each one of these clarifiers and each one of these settling tanks or, you know, the primary clarifiers, really, every step along the way, they're trying to remove solids. And, you know, so those rake arms are the first things that remove the big bulk solids. But then after that, it's, it's biomass. They're trying to remove things that are, that are biodegradable but are still in the water. So they're either letting them settle out or they're bubbling them out or they're raking them out. And so each one of those are going to require different types of coating systems for those types of devices. Because you have, we have to look at it and say, how abrasive is it? Or is this a chemical treatment process that's happening that's causing this to happen? Is it a highly oxidized system? And what is the process that's going through? So we're going to get into a lot of those as we run through this series. And so just remember that the goal of the whole process is to take our waste and turn it back into something that could be consumable. So it's really kind of ingenious, the whole system that's been in place for years. But the, the goal is when then it leaves that treatment plant, it could go back into the environment, whether it's rivers, streams, oceans. Also... Some treatment plants, and I am happily living in ignorance. <laughs> it goes right back into the freshwater source. And, I mean, honestly, that's not very different than the way 
spacecrafts work, you know, the space station. Uh-huh. That's fully recycled. You know, so it goes through a whole purification process see and they I, get it back. See how I don't live on a space station? Yeah, yeah, I know you don't. I'm kind of big. I don't know that I'd fit. Yeah. Quite honestly, the city you live in, it's probably old enough that it's not set up on a zero cycle either. You know, they discharge and we've got the Mississippi River. And yeah. You get the water that somebody else relieved themselves. Yeah, we have the nice river to pair here in yeah. St. Louis that um, <laughs> isn't a river. No. No, um, it's a really big storm runoff. And, yeah. uh it's it has, amazing what you see in that. Well, yeah, the locals call it the river to shirt. Yeah. Not shirt. And um, it would not be uncommon to go by there and, and see that, especially in, in the rainy season. Or right after the rainy season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today we just kind of gave you a breakdown here of where and what and kind of a 10,000 foot view. I imagine that we are going to get to the point over the next couple of weeks where we're going to talk about each one of these processes a lot more in detail and talk about the types of coatings that you would use for each one of those situations because each one of these parts has a slightly different need. With that, Jack, I think we're going to draw this one to an end. Correct. And we will come back around and we hope that this introduction has been informative, but we're really going to get into the nuts and bolts starting next week. Yeah, so this... This way we can just start off right with the section and not tell you where, we're, where we've come from and how we got there. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for, for your support. support.